Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, usually about 13 or 14 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Help somebody grow in their faith. And maybe in that process, you'll help somebody come to God through Jesus Christ and ultimately spend eternity in heaven. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. We're going to talk about something that, well, is somewhat elusive in the minds of a lot of people, and that is truth. But we want to talk about truth from the perspective of, have you ever gone through some crisis in your life? Have you ever gone through some really trying time? Maybe it was completely unexpected. In fact, probably most crises probably are unexpected. They just kind of hit you all at once right between the eyes, and they can have a hammering effect, can't it? Well, how do you get through those? It could be a health issue. It could be an injury issue. It could be a job loss or financial setback of one kind or another. Well, the list could go on and on. Maybe it's a relationship situation. How many times do we hear of somebody we know filing for divorce from their spouse? It's far too common. In fact, it is a crisis within itself because the breakdown of the home ultimately causes the deterioration of the character building of the children raising up in that home because they end up not having a stable environment, a broken home, dysfunctional home, it's called in a lot of cases. They, many of them grow up, some of the, some of those situations, it's, it's two or a couple raising children without even being married to begin with. And so children grow up in either of those scenarios, they grow up not knowing the fullness of the nuclear family, mom and dad and the children. So boys grow up not knowing what it is to be a man fully because they don't have the father figure there. Or maybe girls grow up not knowing what it really is to be a woman because they don't have the mother figure there. Or maybe they don't know what to look for in a man as their ultimate mate in life because dad's gone. Maybe the young man does not really know what to look for in a wife because his mother's not there. Well, you see, again, the scenarios can go on and on, but we all, at times, almost without exception, will face a crisis, maybe a number of them through life. Well, what do you do in the face of a crisis? Do you have some some at least thread of truth, or maybe what would be more desirable, do you have a basic foundation of some truth that is going to see you through that crisis and ultimately keep you stable and then help you on the other end of that crisis to be victorious, to be sound, to be strong? How important is truth? In John chapter Nine, I'm sorry, chapter 8 and verses 31 and 32, Jesus talked about the importance of truth from a very special perspective. He's talking about eternal life. He's talking about being in a right relationship with God. And 
as the Savior, he is talking to some people who believed in him, verse 31 says. And he told them, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So if you stay in my word, if you live by my teachings, that is an earmark of you truly being my disciples. Now, that was a difficult proposition for, for a lot of people to reconcile in their minds, because a whole, and it still is today, because a whole lot of people, they want to say, oh, I believe in God, I'm walking with God, I'm following Jesus, and they're not. They're not living by his teachings. They're not living by what the scriptures teach as to a lifestyle and that, that God wants us to live, but they, they say words. Jesus really broke it down. I mean, he really brought it down to the bottom line. If you abide in my word, if you live by my teachings, you are truly my disciples. And then in verse 32, he goes on and says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So free from what? Free from the guilt and condemnation of your sin. The truth of God's word. And we know it is God's word that is that truth that will set us free because Jesus praying to the Father in the night of his betrayal in John chapter 17 and verse 17, he prayed, sanctify them, again, praying to the Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So if we want to have that basic foundation of a truth that will keep us stable from a spiritual perspective, that will also contribute to our emotional stability, our physical stability, and really psychological stability. Truth is, God's truth is that foundation, that foundation. When Jesus, again, was was about to be betrayed by Judas. The next day he would be hanging on that cross. He, he said he prayed to the Father again, sanctify them, set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. The apostle Peter wrote about the importance of truth in 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 1. And we read beginning with verse 22. And here's what Peter wrote about truth, God's truth, in regard to our eternal life in heaven. He said, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And so Peter is saying, here is the key. First, because he was writing to Christians, he said, you purified your souls in obeying the truth. Well, what is that truth again to which he is referring that they have obeyed? The truth of God's word. Going back to John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And then what Jesus prayed in the night of his betrayal, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And then he simply used different words to convey the same meaning in the next verse when Peter wrote, having been born again through the word of God. More succinct in that particular verse that he was referring to the word of God being that truth through which or by which in their obedience to it, they had purified their souls. 
Well, truth is important. You don't like to be talking to somebody who all the time while they're telling you something, you're wondering, is he or she really telling me the truth? When you're dealing with a salesman of one kind or another, you're wanting to buy some particular commodity. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a, an appliance. Maybe you're talking to a real estate agent about buying your first home. Do you want to have confidence in that, that salesperson? Or, you know, is it, or, or do you want to be talking to somebody who you're never quite sure? Are they telling me the whole truth about whatever this is that I'm considering buying? You're going to put your hard-earned money on the line. You want to know the truth about what that is that you are considering purchasing. Truth is important. Every Christian, in fact, everybody, they need a foundation of truth that can get them through a crisis. We could call it a crisis truth. And bedrock truths, if we want to think of that, I've simply referred to them as found a foundation of truth, but a bedrock truth. Now, what is a bedrock? Boy, it's something solid, isn't it? You can build something on that. Bedrock truths cannot be shaken. Truth is truth whether anybody believes it or not. And truth cannot be changed and still be the truth. A person can live and die by truth. When Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that there are two ways through life. One is broad. The gate to it is wide and broad, and the way is wide and broad. And and many are, are going down that particular road. In fact, the language he uses there seems to indicate that most people are going down that way. But he says that leads to destruction. Now, he's using that word to refer to eternal condemnation in hell. The other pathway or way through life is, he says, is straight and narrow. The gate is straight, the way is narrow, and it leads to life. It leads to heaven, ultimately, for all of eternity, eternal life. Now, why is that way straight? Why is it narrow? because it is the way of truth. If we'll stay on that particular pathway, no matter what life may throw at us, from whatever, from whatever direction it hits us, we'll be okay because we'll be on the pathway of truth that will lead us to eternal life in heaven. A person can live and die by certain truths. Now, again, when we start fiddling with truth, when we start trying to make it say something other than what it says, when we want to start bending it, we want to start distorting it and twisting it out of shape or adding things to it that are not part of the truth to begin with, or maybe taking little elements of that truth away from it to suit ourselves, to make it more palatable, well, we're destroying that truth. And it no longer has that foundational effect of seeing us through whatever it is that we might be confronted with at that particular time, including a true crisis. A person could live and die by real truth, foundational truth, and all truth is precious. When we read from the psalmist in Psalm 19, and I want us to look at verse, well, beginning in Psalm 19, and I want us to begin, begin looking with with verse, uh, well, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Well, it is that truth of God's word that will lead us to eternal life in heaven. 
The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. What's he talking about, basically? He's talking about the Bible. He's talking about Scripture. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Now, all of these words that he is using are referring to exactly the same thing. They're just different reference points. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much more than fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Living by God's word will ultimately lead us to great reward. It'll lead us to great reward while we're still living in this world, in this physical body. But it will ultimately lead us to the greatest of all rewards. And that is, as Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life, eternal life in heaven. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to start to look at some examples of truth that has seen some folks through crisis situations. We'll begin to look next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much, and we thank you for giving us your word, the greatest body of truth that mankind has ever known. And not that man wrote it down and thought it up by himself, but it comes from you, Father. Thank you for the Bible. Guide us to live by it and cherish it always and to have it as an anchor for our soul. Please, Father, we pray at this time. Please, please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.